0: Welcome back to Minding Our Businesses, where CEO and COO, sisters, share unfiltered conversation about running three companies together and and the the real real life between it all. All righty, we're talking about building a brand. Building a brand, a brand, a brand. No, all right. I deny that. (laughs) Building a brand is ever-evolving process. It is very difficult. We run a branding agency, a creative content studio, whatever you'd like to call us. We Creative content studio is cute. I like that. Yeah. We, we focus a lot on building beautiful brands that also are infused with strategy. Mm-hmm. It gives us the street cred to be able to talk about building a brand. But I think more than anything, what gives us the street cred is making successful brands you know, and, um, three, go three for three, girl. Yeah. Let's go. For me, I think that marketing is probably like ingrained in my blood. Mm -hmm. Like I've always focused on marketing from the jump. When I was in college, the way that the first service sort of started was by posting on Facebook and being like, you can get this service done. Like I can provide this for you. Do you want it? And I always did a good job. I think of like marketing myself. Um, I think one thing I always did well was kind of staying ahead of things, but also joining all things. Social media is like a forever fundamental aspect of my career. And I've used social media, I would say for 13 years effectively for my business. That's crazy. It is crazy. And if you think about Instagram. Remember when Instagram didn't exist? Instagram actually, yeah, it didn't exist. And also Facebook only existed for college students at first. Yeah. So I was, you had to like enroll as what college you were in in order right. to get the, the Facebook account, which is wild. Um, mm-hmm. I remember- like, Did you not know that? Yeah. I remember when Instagram, when you got like five likes, you were cool. 10. Yeah. Like, it was like 10, 10 likes, likes. You were cool. I, I actually have a lot of my Instagram posts still up, but the reason I bring up social media like kind of first in this conversation is because- Social media really changed the game on branding and web really changed the game on branding and how you brand a company. It it changed everything, really. Well, it's really cool to like say that you also built a brand without social media for a little while, as as advanced as it is now. Oh my God, yeah, Like the way people have these businesses go viral overnight is absolutely insane. And that wouldn't, I? it wouldn't have happened back then. No, definitely not. I mean, I will say that, the, the difference between social media then and now is the amount of eyes that were on the things right. I was posting. If you were bold enough to have post something, everybody saw it. Yeah. Now you're fighting for eyes. And when you're fighting for eyes and you have something to sell or you have something to offer, a service or a product or something, really it's about differentiating yourself and standing out in a market. Why are you better than somebody else? No, why? I, yeah, why are you better, but why should somebody use your service? Like two people can have really great services, but one person Or like branding. what's the need of your product or what's the exactly. need of your service? I would, I should say better. What problem do you solve? solve. Right. Duh. Is like, like that's like, what I meant. Yeah. I, I know. I knew it was what you meant. <laughs> it's dumb. What an opportunity to check <laughs> your switch language. It, switch it. I, I feel that, um, going back to the topic of social media though, like now you're fighting for the eyes, right? So like the first, you have such a short amount of time as a business owner or even as a personal brand, as an influencer, whatever you are to catch somebody's attention and to catch it quickly and to um, emulate a vibration of who you are and why what you offer is different um, or needed in a market. I think it's funny because you have to be so in touch with like what you like and what you don't like to be able to analyze what other people like and what other people don't like too. Definitely. Because for me, regardless, I like quick, fast content that gets me to the point really fast as well. And that's Gen Z generation right now as well. Oh my God, it's wild. Well, you have to stay up with the times. I've been a dinosaur of social media forever. Like one time Rachel told me she'd never get on TikTok. I did tell you I wouldn't get on TikTok. That thank you for calling me out on no that. Problem. I appreciate you checking my ego to no understand problem. where I could rise higher. You're welcome. I'll always be your sister here. Thank that you so you. much. Um, actually, Carly made me get on TikTok before you even existed in my life. Really? Yeah. Um, it was. I was like, you have to get on. Yeah, no, no, no. It was like uh, in the middle of, it was cool. right before the pandemic. Um, I started in July. Yeah. Right before the pandemic, um, I had started to kind of get addicted to TikTok and learn like its powers. But then when Lauren joined the team, she was like, we're making TikToks. And that's when a lot of things changed too. I think going back to branding and building a brand, first things first is I believe brands need to start with authenticity. In today's day and age, it is very possible that somebody who is offering a bad service, poor quality product, or you know, a high quality service or a high quality product, all can win because it's all about visuals, right? It's all about the way you look. It is all about appearances. And that kind of brings me to the first point of why I'm passionate about branding. And that is makeovers. I have been a makeover fiend since I was 13 years old because I needed to makeover myself to make myself feel confident. I had braces and teeth growing out of my nose and you I might- You didn't have teeth growing out of your nose. I certainly did. I will show a picture. I <laughs> had fried brown hair and I didn't like the way I looked. And, and that was honestly when it spurted for me to become obsessed with makeovers. Right. It literally got me like high. high. Like I, I could- do any, I could stop anything I was doing to give someone a makeover. I remember mom's friend, Jill came over once and she was like, could you flat iron my hair? I stopped everything I was doing flat ironed her hair and felt so good about giving her a makeover. You know, and I love that. In high school, I used to love doing people's makeup. But when you talk about the trajectory of these businesses and how they came to life, it started with makeup, hair, and photography, which was doing over a person. It then sort of morphed into people asking me for their business to help them, you know, and to give them visual advice, image advice. I think the tying theme at the beginning of this career was image, right? how you appear to the public. And that's really what branding is. But branding now that so many people have caught on to it has become a different game. Because even if you are offering a bad service or a bad product and you are a naughty, naughty person but has good, good branding, you then can, you will then get the repercussions and the, the uh, consequences of your consumer giving you poor reviews. Do you even consider that like a bad thing? Because like, all these people are trying to do are make money off of something. Do I consider what a bad thing? You're saying if you're a naughty person. I'm saying if you are selling like something really cheap and marketing it as really good quality. Oh, and okay. Like you, I understand. But you have really good branding. I'm saying in today's day and age, that is possible that you could be really successful. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is, is branding can be dangerous. And I think that um, it's I hold myself responsible for having integrity in the industry I'm in. As somebody who is in the branding industry, it's very important to, be to me. To be honest. Well, it's important to me to partner with individuals who... Offer integrity for their services because right. I can make them look really, really good. If you look at um, Sleepy Tie as an example, Sleepy Tie was super successful really quickly because it was a niche invention that was needed and solved a great problem. But also, when we dropped the brand through our, using our agency, the graphic design, the logo, the photography, the videography was all super legitimate. Right. And so when you looked at that brand, if you followed on our on on our content, at no matter where you were, you landed on a brand that looked trusted. Right. Whether we were or not, we looked trusted, and that's something people really care about because I um, have my hand in the customer service portion of that, and they're like all about being. Great customer service, authentic, making sure you have high quality and they're like, your website looks amazing. People say that to us all of the oh time. Oh my God, constantly. Your product looks amazing. The way you explain it looks amazing. The colors look amazing. Like people care about that. What they get in the mail and what they see on the screen when they're purchasing it needs to be connected. Branding is emotion. Branding is in every aspect of what you do. It is your voice of your company. It is the language in your copy. It is the way that you visually appear. It is the strategy of your marketing. It is the way you handle a customer service issue. It is the packaging that arrives at your door if you're an e-commerce brand. It's the way the packaging opens. It's the sound it makes. It's the five senses. It's the feelings. It's that sixth sense. That's what branding is. Are you answering a question for your consumer in an aesthetic and proper way? Well, there's no, like question of why all of these brands that you see that you love skims or kosis or tower 28 like all those brands that we love that we see on sephora like they are doing something right oh it's all a mind fuck it's i go to their website i don't even give a shit what the product is and then i'm like this is cool this is vibey i get a free bag with purchase it's speaking it's all connected it's all marketing and i'm a sucker oh same for all of it same all of it. Same. Absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely suffer from materialism and- Our whole salon does. And consumerism. All of us. We literally all show up with the same pair of sneakers. Yeah. We. Li- it's like so it's the New Balance. Like I made fun of one of the stylists that was like, New Balance isn't coming back. It's for grandpa's. Literally two days later, she wore them like, I'm getting those. Meanwhile, I'm at night bidding in my bed on New Balance (laughs) sneakers, like on a (laughs) bidding website. Literally, it's like ridiculous. When we talk about branding and like what we offer at the agency, we recently changed our model from being like, we can brand anyone to we will only brand the people we want to work with. Right. And the reason we made that model is... A, burnout was becoming like a topic of conversation, but also because there were so many people working together that had been working together for so long, but I can't just replicate the people that build a brand for me. The people that it's are very, <laughs> it's it's very hard. The team at our agency is small. We are a boutique branding agency. And these individuals that are on this team are not only people I've worked with for 10 plus years, they're people I've gone to high school with, that I've grown up with, that I've been through all, so many life events with. But also understand and believe the way that we brand. Yes. And and they know how to achieve the looks that we're looking for. What we believe, but also they, they are constantly in a growth mindset because branding agencies cannot be stuck in their ways. And we've heard that before. Like people will be like, We'll be like, we're an agency. And they're like, we don't work with agencies. People hate agencies. We've definitely pride ourselves on being different. But I mean, the, the reason the agency even exists is because the individuals that are at this agency are the people that have built every brand that we have in our hands, whether that's Rach Lindsay and my website, Sarah has created that. Sarah Casasanto has been my graphic designer from day one, website designer from day one. She's made every single logo, every single identity she has created. I'm extremely loyal to her. And um, she literally is ingrained in the blood and the, the identity of the brands. So, uh, Leland and I have been producing and working together since literally day one of my career. And Noah and I went to high school together and he's our videographer and director of video. And you and I were born together. We weren't and, born together, but <laughs> we're not twins. But um, And Lauren has now been with us for three, two years almost three years and she has her hands in all brands so she understands and what's interesting about that is that every brand is so so different so different and you can't it's not an apply all But the reason I bring up the team is because who is working on your brand is one of the most important things you can narrow nail down because those people need to have good energy that's infusing into your brand, but they also need to remain educated, current. They need to know their shit. They need to be able to pivot when something's not working creatively because creatives can tend to be a little bit egotistical and stuck in their ways. Like if they make something you don't like, sometimes they'll fight you on it and they'll be like, "Eh." I hate that. Well, because you're super, super I opposite. I hate that. Like if someone's paying for something, regardless of you're creative or not, and it's not what they wanted, absolutely, that's not how it goes. Right. In 2018, we launched the Parlor brand. In 2000, between 2018 and 2019, everyone wanted a brand like Parlor. Yeah. So, what we did is we created an agency, we got everybody together. And I will tell you, branding wise, I think the reason I'm so good at it and so educated at it is because I have fucked up so many times. Right. First, we launched naming the agency Parlor Brand Bakery. Okay. That was my fault. Carly had this idea that we could metaphorically say that if you built, cooked a cookie the right way, with all the right recipes and all the right ingredients, that the cookie would be perfect. But if you were missing an ingredient, the cookie wouldn't be the way it should. I actually really love
1: that. It's actually that. not stupid. No, it's
0: not stupid. It's just the what was stupid about it was the naming process. Right. And if you analyze, people were like, mistakes, "Do you make cookies?" Yeah, we got inquiries for cookies, for gluten-free cakes, for cupcakes, for parties. I mean, it was successful. We were we would have been a great bakery. We weren't a bakery. So the branding, if you take that note of what we did wrong, there is actually that we were confusing. We were confusing. And then we changed the name to Parlor Brand Studio. And that was cool. It worked really well. You know, like, what were we? We were like, oh, we're a brand studio and we are attached to Parlor and we exist because, because of, of Parlor. Right. Right. So, like, we're growing. And then we got super successful at the agency and we're like, whoa, this is really cool. And then the times have changed. And then we were like, we feel like we've yeah. lost our identity. We wanna stand alone. We wanna stand alone. And the brand evolved, right? And sometimes you think the brand is something and sometimes organic takes the best of it, right? And learning from your mistakes in branding makes you an expert. And that's really why I know I am an expert at learning it. Learning from your mistakes in everything makes you an expert. Well, yeah. And, and, and to the point of the book, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, I think it's Gladwell. Um, if he says, if you do something for 10 years you are a master at what you do. But up until those 10 years that you are not a master yet. So it takes 10 years to become a master at something. I've definitely been doing this for 10 years with the people that I've always been doing it with for 10 years. We are masters at building brands. I think branding is funny to talk about because I think everyone has such a different definition of like what that is and what that means and what it even means in general. Yeah, definitely. And I think if you are stuck in your ways of thinking like it's going to be one way or the highway for the next 10, 20 years, then you're doing it all wrong. Yeah. Because for us, like, if there's something new on the market, if there's something new that's coming out, we're educating, learning, reading a book about it, listening to a podcast. Totally. Because that what I like that small mentality vibe of our boutique agency mm-hmm. because we can teach each other all of these new things that happened tomorrow. Yeah. That happened yesterday. Totally. That's going to happen next week. Totally. And I think that's super important when you're saying you're an agency. I agree. Well, that, so ironically, your point is perfectly placed there because that's exactly what led us to rebranding for the last time to the name, The Agency. When we re- Branded that, and when I came up with that kind of like idea, I think Leland was actually one who came up with that name. There was the uh, agency. Yeah, I think she was the one in the chat that had said, "Let's do the." You think it was you? It was you. It was me. I think. Fuck it. Who cares? I have no idea. No ego. No. I think it was Leland. I, I'll look back. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, truly, I don't care. But the reason that it's an interesting name is because some people said to me they were like, "Oh, like other agencies are named the agency, or there's already an agent, the agency in Boston." When you're branding a company, you have to be super strategic about what the company does and where they do it and who you're trying to attract. As a brand, as a branding agency ourselves, to use ourselves as an example, we're trying to attract 17 to 24 clients a year that align with us and they could be anywhere in the country, but we knew SEO mattered. So we wanted to use Boston. We knew people would be looking for an agency. So we knew the word agency mattered. But we knew we were going to expand our services to add management and, you know, helping with content creation, but also brand strategy. So we right. wanted it to be all encompassing. So when we dropped the new brand, the agency, it felt so aligned with who we had become. And that's, to your point, you have to always grow, but you also need to treat every brand you're working on so individually. And that's why we changed our model. Because every brand we work with deserves full attention. And there's fundamental things that all brands need. And we definitely believe that. A hundred percent. But there's also- Let's run through those. Okay. You want to start? You start. Okay, I'll start. (laughs) So branding. Branding is mainly visual, but it's also evoked with emotion and what emotion is evoked through the brand. I would say step one in developing any brand is what do you offer, sell, and Why? what's your purpose what's your reasoning and when what's the the foundation of that brand okay check 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 let's say we all we have that all figured out namaste next thing is i would say calling laying down the foundation right what is your slogan tagline mission statement purpose purpose niche what target market target market what are the three things that make you unique your personality your voice exactly what are the adjectives you would use to describe your brand um, and what is your overall marketing strategy slash business plan? And what are you not? I think that's yes, like, definitely. what are you and what are you not? What do you want? Are you not funny, but not sarcastic? Right. Are you chic, but not bougie? Right. Those type of things. Uh, one way to think about these things too, is you could take any brand you see and you could try to describe what you think they are and where they think, where they've like identified their brand really well. That's an exercise I do really often. Um, actually I was just doing that with, um, JetBlue. You love JetBlue. It's funny. The New York thing, I always laugh at that when I see it in JetBlue. I just think New York, I mean, I think New York. I think JetBlue has a really good brand voice. I know, they're funny. And Duncan has a really good brand voice. Duncan has a great brand voice. And oftentimes I think Shout out to their marketing. What does their brand guide do or say- I'd love to see it. That says these things. Well, what's ironic about us and our experience is that because of the agency, we've gotten to see a lot of corporate companies' brand guides. right. Massive corporate companies. I can't say names because I'm under NDA, but I will tell you, I have seen these brand guides, and they are very interesting. They're funny. It's, it's they're more simple than you'd think they'd be. They're super simple. Well, yeah, I think that the going back to what you said, like no matter si- the size brand, there are some things here that are apply all. So first is that foundation, and and all those things I said before should not be intimidating, right? Because you they can be very high level, and you can take a stab at it before you're ready. It doesn't. You don't always have to do like everything perfect in branding. Yeah, and I always recommend, and we always recommend together that like you do actually start with the foundation because doing it the backwards way, where you're you're already like have a website but have no foundation, is kind of just a pain in the ass. Absolutely. So if you don't have the foundation, or if you have the product, make sure you also have the foundation before it goes to market. Step Cause cause one is literally absolutely super important. I think finding that foundation and that market is strategy almost more important. Is is yeah. the same thing as identifying what you sell or what you're offering to the public. So once you've identified those strategies, which, you know, we do offer strategy at the agency and that is something we provide for people. We're here for you. And sometimes I am on those calls, like for a larger brand. I recently was on a call for a brand that's coming to the country and I'm super excited about it again under NDA, but you know, I am forming strategy and helping them name. Why are we naming it this? Why are we doing this this way? There's always intention and reasoning behind things. The next step after that is visual. That's what branding is. Image. Branding is image. What do you look like? What are the colors that people associate with your brand? The top two. What do you make people feel like when they see you? What's your secondary color palette? And how do you use it? That's a really important thing. Like if you're going to apply like take sleepy tie, when we launched, I think everyone was confused on how much to use the burnt orange. Is it a primary color? Is it is like is it blush and orange is like the the main colors you always want to be known for? Or is it blush and nude and we want orange to be a sub color? You know, those things have to be defined and you cannot underestimate the detail, right? The detail of what what are my color palettes? What's my fonts that I use? What are the fonts I use as headlines? But what are the fonts I use as, you know, copy? Well, that's what you want people to see is like that you're legit. Yes. I I think that people don't realize is that that goes hand in hand with someone buying your product is how legitimate you look online. We legitimize brands. That's what we do. If you look back, something I used to say when I was a makeup artist and I gave makeup lessons, one of the lines I always use, I just kept repeating myself over and over again was... Never underestimate the power of one eyelash or one detail on your face. And I used to say to them, sort of like the compound effect, if you can focus really intently on every single detail of your face, it will amount to a Picasso. And Picasso. A Picasso. I feel the same thing about branding. Because if you can focus on every tiny detail and care about the fonts and care about the colors and care about the application, care about your print collateral and care about the way you look and having it be consistent and cohesive, it will amount to a Picasso. That's attractive to me as a customer, just like knowing that, like I know that we do that for brands, but someone who frequently buys... Viral products on TikTok, um, <laughs> that's attractive to me as a customer. Like we will do giveaways with people for Sleepy Tie, and they'll spit back and be like, "We don't use these specific emojis. We don't use these specific fonts." Oh my god, the specifics of and it! And I'm are like, endless. you are turning me on. Like I freaking love that. It's rules because it means you care about the way you're looked at, and that's super important when I'm buying your product. Absolutely. Well, when I'm spending my dollars on it, what is it subliminally telling you when you see a brand that's super attractive? <laughs> or cohesive that they, care. that they care. And when you, you can actually talk to a consumer without talking to them by visually showing a really gorgeous graphic. You want to buy from people who are on top of it, who always are changing their color palettes. I think you guys told me too, we were looking at skims. They're constantly changing the pictures on their website. They care yeah. so much about every single detail. It's like, I want to buy their product. I want to talk to that a little bit because having, sometimes I think, really big brands seem like magic, but sometimes there's really just a small team behind it. It's so funny. Yeah. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, and and people sometimes think maybe there's somebody doing that. It really is all about process and taking each step appropriately. Now here's to say, I don't mean that hypocritically you can throw shit at the wall and see what sticks and then kind of pivot. That's no problem too. That is a form of branding. But in my experience now from where I sit as a master, if I was starting from the jump and somebody did have the ability to invest, I would take the time at each step because actually slowing down on branding and setting that foundation speeds you up dramatically. Yeah. And I think that's, it's always like a tough pill to swallow when you really want to start a brand, start making that money, make it go to market, send out your deck, all of those things. But setting the foundation from the start is going to get you faster. It's like a slow down to speed up moment. Slow down to speed up for life. I mean, that is the the absolute most important thing It you can goes do. hand in hand with your business plan too. Yeah, I mean, business plans are something I, I'll i be honest with you, I don't totally believe in. I, I think when I say business plan and when you say business plan, I don't mean what you pe- people used to see in college. I mean more like- Like a written out, yeah. like- Encyclopedia about no, your business, yeah. No. no one wants to read that. Also, if I say business plan, I mean more like do your you, vision, your vision, yeah. but like maybe more like what do you, pl- where do you plan to be in three years? Is like probably the Are most. Are selling? Yeah, yeah. Um, What's your end goal? Well, for the episode about scalability, like you need to know where you want to go in order to go there, and you have to move backwards from that goal. Um, but once you've set the visual foundation, you've agreed upon it, and set this brand guide, you you have to operate off of it, right? Whether that's a team or somebody's applying it when that's the worst what when you have all of these beautiful foundational moments and you don't know how to apply it well that's why we stopped taking one-off clients frankly because we would make these really beautiful brands and then the client wouldn't have funds to continue and then they would butcher the brand we created it was actually a bad representation of us and we just like we're like kind of getting shot over and over again we didn't feel good and we we realized that branding can never stop it's consistent branding literally is a constant in business. You need to always be relevant on every social media platform. You need to always be evolving the brand and you cannot be stuck in your ways. Agreed. When it comes to the aspects of branding that you see without speaking about it, the most important thing in branding is cohesion and consistency. And being memorable being memorable. And cohesion, when you break that down, comes from the color palette, the fonts, the way fonts enter scene and focusing on those details. And so the reason I love our team, and I'm, this is not an advertisement for our team, but it is saying like, like let's say you're in California and you're and you know, we can work with someone in California, but let's say you're somewhere else and, and we're not an option for you. You need to make sure that the team that you're working with is not piece-mailed together. I do not like brands where somebody is, the graphic designer is not communicating with the website de- designer, is not communicating with the photo and video team. Everybody needs to be on the same page for why and how this brand is coming to life for it to evoke emotion appropriately. Right. And and that's really what makes this team special is we've done the same thing over and over again together. So we're able to analyze together how could we do this better every single time. Well, I, I think... When you live on separate islands, you live on separate islands and you operate on separate islands. Totally. But if we are together on the same island, then we can. I think five minds are better than one alone. Totally. And I think when you kind of spit ideas, when you're a creative person, you need to bounce off other creative people to get the best you can. Absolutely. From your brain. Absolutely. So, you know, we're talking about building a brand. You got to lay those foundations. You got to do it right. You got to do it the right way. I always say don't hire your uncle to make your logo. Or your cousin. Don't hire your cousin to make your logo. Don't just do it because it's cheap. And Fiverr, like those type of things, the $5 logos. I'm not opposed to those. I just think like you have to have somebody who's able to like give you open feedback if it's a bad logo. The the problem is, is that it's not cohesive with the rest of your brand. So unless that person's going to, and I'm not crap. I agree with you. I think that's totally fine if you do choose that route, but make sure that they can do other parts of your brand or make it more cohesive You can wake up every day and have the opportunity to make a change. Not things don't need to stay the same. If you don't let, like that's the our agency is a perfect example of that. I've changed the brand three times and I don't give a fuck. People are like, Do you care that you're a branding agency changing your name? I'm like yeah, no, I love it because actually it emulates exactly what brands need to do. But also you have to go with the times. I feel like Stay people, relevant. people in marketing these days, like they kind of have older people who are used to the older marketing ways who really don't understand the changes. They will age out. And unfortunately you're going to age yourself out a hundred percent. I will always have someone in the next generation on my team. I, I will always make sure of that. I, yeah. And I and I love those like kind of older people who are, who have been in marketing for a long time who are like admitting that they like don't know. The newness and they don't understand, and they front load their trust and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna let you guys tell me what we need to do to be successful. Absolutely. Instead of old dog, new old tricks. You like an old dog with a new trick? I like an old dog who lets me teach them some new <laughs> tricks. <laughs> so, getting really literal with this, you know, you gotta lay down those foundations of the visuals, but let's talk about a little bit mm. photography and videography. I am a photographer. I shoot for all my own brands. I shoot for other brands. I am a service provider. And one of the things that really matter is that you infuse the color palette and that when you model cast, you're choosing appropriate demographics of the models and that you're being diverse with ethnicities and make sure your brand is inclusive. And you have to think of a lot of things. It's not just pick up a camera and shoot. Right. You can relay so much with a camera. You you have the ability. I look at it as power showing the world what I see through my eyes, you know, and, and being able to capture that is a gift that I'll never get rid of. And I think it is important that photography and videography only come after the foundation has been established of what the voice is, because you have to model cast location scout appropriately. And you have to know how to plan the shoot. You can't start the photo shoot. We've done that. And then we've backtracked and been like, no. Yeah. Like we needed what this color for this shoe. Right. And like those sunglasses, like um the website that we just saw with Sarah. Yep. Oh my God, i die over because yeah, we, so good. it was perfect. Every single inch of that website is so cohesive. I'd and hire her in four seconds. Well, the way that we operated on that brand, you're actually talking about Crown the Cool? Yeah. Crown the Cool I didn't Studios. know if I was allowed to say yeah, that, no, so I okay. didn't. Okay. We just finished a brand for a really eclectic, incredible interior decorator. She's named amazing. Eunice and who we're actually hiring for our brands, and we love her. It's super amazing collaboration actually sometimes very dangerous waters working with a creative because they can have serious vision Mm -hmm. and like where the vision falls with a creative in the middle between our vision is super important to communicate appropriately. Yeah, Um, And I think what we did a really good job of with her is we knew exactly, I knew what I was shooting for, for the website as I was shooting. When I was taking interior photos, I was able to look at the brand guide Leland was directing me. Um, And when I'm on set of a shoot, my producer Leland is my boss. Yeah, I follow her lead. And in those moments, we work together so flawlessly, but it's not about me always knowing what they need. It's about doing what the brand needs and why. Right. And it's, it's funny. Like, uh, we like it that way. Like you like to go into the shoot and have Leland lead that whole entire thing. Oh I'd love to be led by but it But speaking about Crown Cool, you can feel her whole energy in her website. Right. You should be able to feel her style from her website. Absolutely. You want to. And you do. Um, I think that going into like the videography aspect, video has taken the industry by storm. And video is actually sometimes even more important, I think, than still. Absolutely. Because video... While picture can take, a, a fo- still photo can tell a thousand words like they say or whatever yeah. the phrase is. I don't even know what it is. Video can tell a million. Because video in a very short form amount of time can tell relay a message very quickly. And that is a huge focus. I think it's more memorable too. Because it it's is. like words matching pictures. Like yep. it's ingrained in your brain. Definitely. You're sharing it. Definitely. Like when's the last time you shared a photo but like sh- shared a, a video? I share sometimes memes like on Instagram, yeah. I'll put them in my story, true. but like true. a video can have, can evoke such deeper emotion. And they're both super important. Like for your website, I think beautiful photos and like really great product photography or, or service photography, but videos I feel like are ever evolving, needing to happen 24 seven. Absolutely. I, I think that all of it's important. And I, the the model at our company, which you can model after yourself in your own business or building a brand, whatever, whether, whether you're an individual that has like a personal brand or a large scale corporation, to be honest with you, I think it is apply all. Yeah. It really is that monthly you're revisiting what you need. So the way our model works is we take three months of time and plan what we're going to need, what holidays are coming up and like what is what's our focus. And then each month we focus on the next month after that quarter, what's coming up in that fourth month. And, and basically it's so you're always ahead because these things take time and they come up so fast. And they're expensive to produce. Oh my God. Like a model. Especially if you're in an e-commerce brand. D- that, e-commerce that is brands like... are, that's well, that's your business expense. Right. The thing is about an e-commerce brand is you constantly need to stay relevant and fresh because it's ever evolving. If you're an e-commerce brand and don't have an agency, you need to find one because truthfully- they can if get you, you to the you next level. If, if you, you can, can afford it. it if, you absolutely. Can, if you're there, if not, if you're in the building phase, then just try to apply these things where you're at right now. And that's okay. I've been there I, when I wasn't able to have an agency. Right. You can still have a great brand if you focus on cohesion and caring about the details, but there does come a time if you're looking to like scale and level up that you want to appear magical. Like you're just dropping these things and it looks incredible. It requires planning and it requires- ads. Proactive, yeah, being on ads for sure. And ads are a service we offer now, and offering those ads increases revenue drastically on Sleepy Tie. Love ads. We love ads. (laughs) Ads are great, but ads need to be recycled and renewed. I think it's about being prepared to give you guys some perspective on like costs and stuff. Like you probably should not, if you're, if it depends what stage you're at in your career. I mean, I'm talking to the people out there who are looking to invest. Let me, let me say that. I would say you should probably amount for 10 to 15,000 in your mind just to build a brand. And I'm saying to get it off the ground, not to, to maintain it. And a huge, huge, huge expense of your company, business or whatever will be in investing in these things. When I cast models for Sleepy Tie, when we cast models for Sleepy Tie, excuse me, we choose models that are exceptional and pose beautifully and they can cost minimum $2,500 for the day. They can cost $5,000 for the day. And to me, ten. When, to, ten, they could cost $10,000 for the day. When you ask me, why am I spending that much money on a model? It's because I've had the experience of working with cheap models and cheap models are a waste of my time. Especially for evergreen content. If that content's going to stick on your website for the next two years and that's something that you want. Let's define that. Evergreen content, just so you know, whoever's listening is a photo shoot or a video shoot or something you're creating for your brand that should, in theory, be able to last you forever. It's something that is timeless. It's not something that's like holiday based. And that's where we recommend as a branding agency that you really invest your money. Sometimes I'll spend $20,000 just on models for sleepy tie for one shoot. And if I'm going to do that, it's because they are going to elevate my brand and I'm going to be able to use that content forever. And I think evergreen is great, but I also think you should be ever changing as well. Well, I would say that that's where you'd apply like an advertisement campaign and a campaign is where you have a very specific thing you're trying to get across, like a launch or a Theme or a message or something community based. Sales. A sale. Um, and that's like a campaign where you want to get across a message. And that's where you can kind of get like maybe a little bit more creative. There's also like editorial and vibey shoots and those types of shoots just kind of like relay the brand image. Um, But yeah, I mean, as as a whole, I think it's really important that they all kind of come together in photo, video, and graphics. My favorite part about branding is when you go from A to Z and you see where the brand started to when the brand ended and they're starting to gain some success from it. Um, And then we're like consistently like helping them with ads and helping them with changing some of their content and helping aiding them in specials. Like that's my favorite part. I agree. I I live to see other people be successful. It's so fun. And this I will Branding's say fun. like the salon is a very automated business. You know, it's a wonderful business model. Of course, it requires me deeply. This agency requires a lot of me, and I love that. Like it gives me purpose. It's why I come to work. It's drive, but also what I love about our agency and I think when you're seeking an agency for yourself, is that agency, agencies and marketing companies in general can be really fucking full of shit. Yeah, And and they really can fuck you. They, you can waste a lot of money on ads. You can waste a lot of money on strategy that isn't good. And you have to be careful. What I like about us is that we practice what we preach. I will not tell someone to do something unless I've done it myself and can speak to it. And we do what we say. We do what we say. We practice what we preach, but we also... We're also honest, like about what works or what we feel is correct, just because of the experience that you and I can speak to from like running all these three different types of businesses Yep, in our brains. Like we really know how to speak to each kind of business, service-based business, yep. smaller service-based business, a bigger one, yep. and then- E-commerce and those are all three very different types of brands. Yep. Um. And we can speak to that, but also our team can too because they helped us build exactly. So it, it and that is super rare. Like to be, we don't niche out. Like we we can take any type of brand. We're also ever educating ourselves. Like forever educating ourselves. Well, based on previous episodes of the podcast, you can see that we were able to let down our ego. Right. We're able to admit where we don't know. And so that inquisitive nature of constantly constantly wanting to learn and, and understand the next step helps us be great at branding. And that's super hard with this type of industry because you can easily get stuck in your ways. Branding as a whole, to summarize, is relaying an emotion, a feeling, or a, something, a message you want someone to understand about you or your brand Quickly, and it's something that's repeatable. It's something that's memorable, and it's something that evokes something inside of somebody else. It's very powerful. It's what keeps your client from coming back too. It ke- well it keeps them coming back, not from coming back. Hopefully, it could. Did keep I them- say from? Yeah, you did, but it, it could. It's it's not incorrect. Yeah. Because it could keep them from coming back. It could be like, no, no, I'm not coming. Yeah, well, you have to be careful. Like, what if you make a political statement on your brand and somebody disagrees with that? Your voice needs to be set from the foundation from the start. I learned that the hard way, actually. There was like a a local um, thing for like a mayor and I had like hosted an event for that politically. And people didn't agree with that mayor. And I I, I just thought I was being helpful to the community and opening my space. I thought I was being kind. And then I got like hate messages being like, I can't believe you would support <laughs> this person. I, and I never even knew, but everything is branding. Right. When I go to the supermarket and I take Lily there, I cannot just go in like shitty dumpy pajamas and like shoes that don't matter. Like I'm representing my brands in that moment. And I am representing what I want people to understand about me. And I'm representing this podcast. I'm representing the things I say here. It has to be authentic. I absolutely will go to Whole Foods, Hideous. Well, that's where we differ. Yeah. I mean, like... I hold myself to a different standard. I'm so honey. happy for you, but like I am that gross girl at Whole Foods. So I'll at least get myself a little bit proper. You've always been like that, Rachel. I think that, like, and I will never let Lily leave the house without, like, a great outfit. Oh, my God. And I and I actually pride myself in teaching her that, like, before we go downstairs, like, the outfit is on. <laughs> she, like, we go, we go downstairs, and the shoes are on, the outfit is on, she's ready for the day, she's ready to go. She's prepared. She will take her shirt off when I'm like, you want to go outside? <laughs> she's so cute. So, yeah, branding is an ever-evolving thing. It is definitely a topic that could be discussed. I think all in all brands are all different and you have to approach marketing and strategy and branding uniquely to what the brand is. And you can't turn a blind eye to marketing and branding. I I find that people do and we cannot have that. I think you can and you can still be successful. I think the question like that we always say is like, what do you want to be? You know, like I know what Sleepy Tide can be with the right efforts applied. I think it is so important, no matter where you're starting from, you know, a lot of people will reach out and we've talked about this in previous episodes, like, I wanna start a business, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. For me, I do everything the excellent way, the quality way. Did I always do it that way? No. I always, But I did always care about the way we looked. I might not have been the best at what I did. Sometimes I was our own graphic designer. You can teach yourself how to do Canva. You can teach yourself how to do these things. I think the message here is not hire us as an agency or hire an agency. It's understand the foundations and the details that make a brand Picasso. Yeah, I do think hire someone though, because I don't think you can always be, it does and it doesn't have to, it could be the- If you can is what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. But like if you're, my point before was if your brand's getting to that point where it's like people can copy you or other people are catching on to this idea that you had and they're doing it totally. better and prettier and faster and stronger than you are, then you're going to lose out. Right. I think the whole message here is it depends on where you'd like to go and like- how fast you'd like to get there. And like, if you're at the stage where you're ready to really visit, like I want a legitimate brand and a legitimate business that looks legitimate from every angle and produces great revenue and has good return on investment of these things, then these are the steps you need to take. And these are the the moments that you need to value in that journey along the way. Yeah. And it starts at the foundation every single time. It truly does start at the foundation. And, and, and if you mess that up, then you're going to kind of have to reverse. And I, I think a mistake I see often is people will go the cheap route with branding or the money hungry route. What does that mean? Where it's like, they're trying to get it quick yeah, yeah and they yeah, want to like yeah, start yeah. spending. Oh, that's the number make, one thing people say. Making money quick. We're like, when do you want your brand done? Everyone's Tomorrow. answer is yesterday. Yeah. Tomorrow or yesterday. And we're like, of course. Both or no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just not possible. Things take time. I was saying you, you have to be careful. Like you, if you can hire someone or if you can't, if you do have the money to do so, what you have to be careful of is other people are going to catch wind of like what you're doing and then they're going to try to copy you. So you want to be the best from the start where your quality doesn't go down. Your cohesiveness is great. You're memorable from the start. So people don't rush in and copy you. It's not to say that you can't build a brand and piecemeal it together over time if you don't have a massive amount of investment. But I do caution you to say that like, if you're going to hire the cheap person, sometimes cheap is actually more expensive right? The reason sometimes cheap is sometimes more expensive is because if you go with someone who isn't ex- as experienced or isn't as good at what they do and you have to redo it, then now you're paying for the service twice. We've had that happen where people have like paid college students who just oh graduated, who are making their website and they never went live with it. They paid them $2,000 and their website's dead. That is a very common cautionary tale that I hear quite and often. And most creatives won't touch other creatives' work. So they'll you'll have to hire start someone again. to start from scratch, unfortunately. I, I think it's just important to recognize like when you're ready for this step. And I think branding wise, there are very important steps that cannot be skipped in order to have that boom, that atomic bomb. And when you look at my street cred and Carly's street cred of the brands we've built and you look at Sleepy Tie, Sleepy Tie had a massive amount of success very quickly. Right. And the reason that that happened is because we, no matter what we were doing with, brand, with social media or marketing or branding, when you landed, on that website, you landed on a legitimate brand. You landed on a brand that you felt you could trust. And then when that product entered your hand, you felt something. You felt like you had a solution to your problem. You opened up the PVC packaging that was high quality and it's not something you threw out, something we cared about. And it became a circular brand. It came in the pink packaging. It came in the pink poly mailer. Every detail was thought about. It wasn't just... Throwing a product into Well, then throwing it yeah. together. So it's like you have to be legitimate if you want to be seen as legitimate. I agree. And you have to care. You got to put the time in, and you gotta, you gotta put the work in. You gotta put the work <laughs> in, people. Hmm. I, I think this is like a tip off. This topic. Um, hopefully, it had some good takeaways. Um, but branding is a never ending and ever evolving game that you need to be really actively playing. And that's why it's not just about, I want to start a business. If you're going to do it right and you're going to, you want something to be big. Do it right from the start. You have to do it right from the start. You got to invest and you got to know the steps you got to take because branding in today's day and age is non-negotiable. Agreed. Mic drop. Namaste.